Welcome in to the Fezic Focus Podcast. This is the NFL Week 4 edition. I am your host, AJ Hoffman. Joined as always by the only two-time, two-time Super Contest champion in the history of time, Mr. Steve Fezzik. Steve, how are you, bud? It's late September, and I really should be back submitting contest plays. Uh, I, I, I mean, you've, you're submitting them every week, and you're off to a good start, right? So far, so good. Competitive in all the contests. I'm in your, your college football contest. I'm in Circa. I'm in Westgate. I'm in the VEASAN Invitational. A lot of action. Your hand's in everything. A lot of action. A lot of action. A lot of action. All right, let's uh, let's start the way we always do with a Fez tale. Fez tale. Let's you know. Let's go back to one of the original contests, the Stardust Invitational. I would argue this is like the bestest of all the contests. So there was the old Stardust line, but every Friday night, and it was going on when I first started coming to Vegas in the 1990s, that the brass at the Stardust would invite 16 handicappers, and they'd go mano a mano each week. Head-to-head, pick seven games, winner advances, loser must leave town. So we would eliminate one person per week, and we'd just progress forward till there was a champion. This continued until the Stardust got imploded just prior to the Great Recession. So um, they, 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 they knocked the Stardust down, Scott, in 2006. And so 2005 was the final year of the Stardust Invitational. But how cool was it for like an hour a lot of wise guys in the city would come. They'd pack the room. Um, no smoking restrictions. Super, super, you know, <laughs> a haze of smoke everywhere. And you'd have such guys you know, like J.J. Like, like Walker, Dynamite from Good Times was, one, was a contestant once. Um, Did you beat him? You know, he picked CFL games. Oh. I never went head-to-head with him. But Joe Lupo came in, and he was a very much by the book. And he says, no more, no more media celebrity people. We want winners here. And the, the win rate went up dramatically when he started screening people more. I was fortunate enough to have been invited, I believe, three times into the Stars Invitational. Winner take all, $10,000. I made the finals twice. Never won. Oh. Lost lost to Mark Lawrence in the final year, went four and three. And Mark, um, I think he went five and two, or he went four and three in the finals, and he had me on high on tie breaks. But one of my my greatest defeats, David Stratton, I think in 2003, I was in the finals against David Stratton, who was just a um, a guy that wrote for the Review Journal, no real acumen expertise. He he made the finals. They made me like a two to one favorite. And I fell on my face. Oh, fell pressure, on my face the in the pressure finals. pressure was too much. It, it was. And I was overconfident. David Stratton, this was before I'd won anything. This would have been my first title. And um, I, I didn't just lose. I got blown out in the finals. Do you have photos of your name on the Stardust marquee? Because every story that I've heard about this Stardust Invitational is they used to put the handicapper's name outside on display, like the matchup of who was facing off against who. Every like a big week. boxing match. Yes, yes, like it was a boxing it matchup. It was so cool. Yeah, you'd be driving down the strip. There was the silver slipper and, like, all these different signs. And there on the Stardust marquee, boom, Mark Lawrence faces Steve Fezzik. That's yes. awesome. And, by the way, that's uh, Scott Seidenberg's voice you hear. Hello. New, vo- new voice to the Fezzik Focus pod. Won't be here all the time, but is in today with us. Uh, you can hear Scott and I doing straight out of Vegas AM uh, right here on this very feed and on its own feed starting on Monday. So we're excited about that. Show's been going great. So wake up with your vague, your straight out of Vegas guys with a with a little uh, little early morning action these days. All right, Fez, we've got a listener submission from Ted. He says, "Can you guys discuss 
the the sports book or guys like Patrick Everson releasing bet splits for tickets and money and how reliable that info is and should we use it when making plays? Yeah, I, I, Patrick does fantastic work, and I do think it's a valuable – it can be a valuable tool where specific, – specifically when you have a situation where 90% or 80% of the tickets are on Team A, but 80% of the money is on Team B. So what's going on? Well, Joe Q. Public – Everyone is betting on one team, but the biggest bets, the limit bets, are coming in on the other team. That's the only way you can explain that kind of um, difference in overall volume of money versus volume of bets. So if everybody thinks it's really obvious and they're betting on one side, and yet all the money's coming in on the other side, probably the guys betting 10000 a game are more likely to know what's going on than the people betting $20 a game. All right. We just talked about the Stardust Invitational, RIP Stardust. Let's talk about what contest you're in now. How have you started this season now that we're three weeks through? So let's start with the the VEASAN Invitational because it's, it's very comparable to what the Stardust, and so they – invited 16 people, tweaked the format, said, you know, it's not really fair to have head-to-head matchups. One guy goes 6-1, and one, one guy goes 5-2, and two, he goes home. Shouldn't we just, like, have everybody submit their picks every week and whoever has the best record wins? And we can bring guys in, you know, rotate them in as guests to discuss their picks, and that's what they're doing. So it's been a great contest so far. The overall win rate is right around 54% for the 16 contestants. Um, I was fortunate enough to have been invited, so I want to thank everyone over at uh, Circa for the invite. And so far, so good. Chuck Adele has been tearing it up. He is in first place right now, 12-3. and three. I am in Ooh. second place, 11-4, and 3-0 oh on my best bets. And nice. A lot of my picks mimic what I'm giving to my clients, so they'll see some duplicates, obviously. You know, if I like it to, to give it to my clients, I'm probably going to like it in the contest as long as the line has held I have a long-standing feeling about these contests. Specifically, if I get tied for the first, I win the contest. If if I'm even, I'm leaving is my philosophy. <laughs> okay. So let's see if I can get the chip lead in this contest, which I don't have right now. And by the way, if you want to get Fezzik's premium plays, great offer we've got right now, YPP20. Go to pregame.com, use the promo code YPP20. That's YPP20. Get 20% off anything at pregame.com. That includes weekend packages, season-long packages, whatever you want to get. Get it for 20% off at YPP20. That's the promo code at pregame.com. All right, let's talk about your Circa entry so far. So Circa, I have a 11-4 and four entry. I believe I've got an 8-win entry and a 9-win entry. So I have three entries. Um, my wife, I signed my wife up and she's got an 11 win entry. So now is this actually your wife making picks or like, did you, you could only sign up for three and you wanted a fourth one. So you said, wife, come on down. Let's, uh, let's get you signed up. I give a little both. I give, I give her a, a list of seven games and she picks, she picks the five she wants. Okay. So All right. You, so you give her seven games or you give her seven teams. I give her seven te- of, I, teams. I, so okay. I, give her, I give her six to, to 10 teams and she picks the five. Okay. That's... And and she's got, she's, she's 11 and four, but I got to tell you this. There's two people that are 15 and zero. the odds of, of a 50, 50 picker going 15 and zero are 32,000. To one, so it's like it's like that line from Star Wars: the odds of successfully navigating an, an asteroid field are basically zero 
un- randomly. So you got to show some acumen to be able to do it. So um, imagine this. So imagine you, you, you finish 19 and one, and there's a qu- there's quarterly prizes, and you don't win the quarterly because somebody goes 20 and 0. That might happen. Probably unlikely, but it could. It could. All right. Uh, now, are you in the Westgate contest? You are in the Super Contest. How are, how are you doing in the Super Contest? Is it much different? Yes, I have three entries in the Westgate, and I think I've got like an eight and a ten win. I'm not sure of that, uh, but I know I have a twelve win one. So I'm twelve and three. So I'm in the top, you know, eighty or actually there aren't as many entries, so I might be top forty. So twelve and three is right where I want to be. Two games out of first. Um, I think one or two people are fourteen and one. So obviously a lot easier to win the Westgate because they probably have like 1,500 people instead of 6,000 entries. So Westgate's looking good. Yeah, that is a nice start for you. And obviously it's a lot easier to remember the, the 12 and 3 than it is uh, oh, maybe 10 and 5. Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> Those 12 and 3s, those are easy to remember, though. Yeah, the closer you go to being undefeated, it's, I'm rarely going to get my best entries record wrong. The other ones, eh, you know, who knows? Could be 4 and 11. I'm not sure. And you mentioned you are in the same contest that Scott and I are in, the college contest at William Hill. Absolutely. You know, this um, This is a frustrating contest. Because, oh. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'll let you talk. Why are you frustrated by the, the selections available in the Caesars-William Hill college football contest? In a contest where you have to make eight picks a week, sides only, no totals, so eight sides a week, you should have the entire board available to you. The fact that there's only 30 games, 30 select games that they put out there, and some of them. So Scott and I did we we did the college pod the other day, and our best bet was Wake Forest. Wake Forest plus seven against Florida State. Wake Forest and Florida State's not on the contest card this week. North Carolina State Clemson is not on the contest card this week. What are we doing? But Central Michigan is on the contest card this week against Akron. It's like, are we just flipping? What's the decision-making process? If you're going to force eight picks, you need to have the whole board available. You know, that's a great point because with if they just went with the marquee games and, and you only picked like five games, at least you could say, well, there's some acumen. But, it, but at, at this point, you're picking like you have to pick a quarter of the games and, you know, I'm, I've been frustrated by that, not to mention that all the spreads are on half points. Sure. So there's there's oftentimes a game you love, yeah. and it's painted three, and you got to lay three and a half, and you love the favorite, and now what do you do? So, yeah, but, you know, but part of this, it's I'll come back over the top and say, you know what? Contest rules are the same for everyone, so it's a it's level true. playing field. But I do think, yeah, it's a level playing field, but you know what? This might be intentional by them. It makes it much, much, much more likely that a random person, maybe my wife should have entered, <laughs> is going to be able to win this contest because there's a lot more luck. And look at the records. First place is 17 and 7 right now. Now that's remarkable. How can 17 and 7 should be like in 23rd place? Yeah. Not first. Now, well, this is what happens when you limit the amount of games. I think as far as the Wake Forest, Florida State goes and some of the, the other games, they're protecting against the hurricane and, and any possibility of the game being moved. And we have seen games moved already. That game is, I don't think it's in danger of being rescheduled or moved, but they're probably just protecting themselves and not even offering it. Uh, you know, that's a good point because they might want to say, boy, but the contest rules say it has to be at the venue listed and we don't want people to forfeit, you know, 
a game, and, and and so you know I'll accept that that that's that, that if that game got canceled or moved, they don't want people to bagel and get a zero point I think, on the selection. I think I know what you're going to say to me here, but I'm going to ask this question anyway from a game theory con, uh, standpoint. Scott and I a couple couple times, and I think we've had at least one a week where we've had CLV uh, like what you would consider great CLV. Like you, you, what is this CLV you Closing line value. Of? Where, like, Let's say mm-hmm. the, the play might be, the contest might say uh, plus two and a half. We're getting plus three and a half on the contest. In some instances, it's been more than a point. But, but three times, one in each week, we've had at least one play crossing through three. We've taken the right side of it, and we are 0-3 in those selections. So like, do you, you, you keep sticking with CLV, or do you just say, you know what, I've, I've got to go with what my handicap was? Well, now, what, what's interesting, and the same thing has happened to me, uh, like there's a UNLV North Texas game where I like, is, I, yeah, I played example. I played plus three and a half, you know, because the, the line was like two point seven at the time. I didn't even like the game, and I but I need eight games. I mean, yeah. it's, it's hard. Um, it all depends on your record. So if you're if you need to make up ground, you can't you can't just do CLVs. You're not going to make up any ground because that's going to be like a consensus play. So now you got to start lo- even looking to go a little bit contrarian. If you love a game. And you've got to lay three and a half when the line's, you know, two and a half, then then you do it because you've got to make up ground on the leader. You know, I don't even know how long this con- – does this go for 12 weeks? Are we a quarter of the 12 way weeks, in? I believe, 12 weeks, I yeah. So the, the later we go where you've got to make up ground, the more likely throw CLV in the garbage can um, because you've got to make up some ground. But you know what the beauty is is everybody is in this thing because, like I said, first place is only 10 games above 500. Yep. You can go eight games above 500 in one week, you know, and be right there. All right, let's get an update on your weight loss contest with uh, Todd Wishnev. I saw a tweet from him. I, I, you must have liked it or something. Came across my timeline, him getting on the scale, and it, I think there was a one in, oh, front, God. Of, in front of the uh, the number. So not a one yet, but there's going to be a one in terms of W-O-N for him if things don't change dramatically. <laughs> Mr. Wishnev who had weighed 305 pounds before this contest started. Now he weighs 205. So the one oh is gosh. one zero zero, 100 pounds lost. You lose 100 pounds, you're probably going to be able to lose some more. He is at 205. I'm at 198. His magic number is seven. Any combination of Fezzik gain or Wishnev loss of seven pounds results in a $9,000 reduction in my bankroll, you know, I'm having such a good year. That's really helping him. Can now, you explain the the contingency that if you get down to 180, how does that work? So if I get to 180 first before mm-hmm. him, and then he subsequently gets to 180, it's a push as long as we maintain within five pounds the 180 weight. So we didn't want us to, either one of us to go anorexic here. Uh-huh. So we felt like 180 was a good. We're, we're both approximately six feet. He is closer to six one. I'm like six foot and like. A millimeter. Um, so, and he's already complaining about that extra inch of height he has that could cost him the contest. Doesn't seem to be slowing him down, nor does the extra eight pounds of skin he's carrying. He says it's 12. I, I dispute that. <laughs> um, but the, 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 the bottom line is with only a seven game lead, I mean, I'm, suddenly I'm feeling vulnerable. If I go off the wagon for one weekend, I could be in big trouble. I have tweeted a few times, I'm concerned about my chances of winning this, but then again, I'm winning so much money on my bets so far this year that I like I can pay him the nine thousand. It's okay. But you're not eating anything now, are you? 
<laughs> I love that expression. Nothing. At, I, I mean, literally, I should start. I'm going to be eating lettuce and ice chips. I need to star, starve myself till I get a 10-game lead again. Yes. And lettuce just, and, and just ice go, chips go, until go, you've got a lead. Until, yeah, go naked and afraid completely. I joked. I tweeted, emergency meeting to discuss, you know, my status. We're going to meet at Applebee's to see what we can do about the Oh, poor choice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. One more thing before we get out of here for the week. Uh, tell the people you're going to be helping out with the SOVAM every once in a while at least. You're going to be a big part of that show. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Whenever I'm in the office, which should be twice a week approximately, as long as you guys will have me, I will be a guest host. I'll be, I guess, the guy, the guest with both of you hosting SOVAM. And basically, you guys are the stars. You're going to do your thing, talk about the upcoming games, and I'm just going to throw out little tidbits here and there, especially in baseball. Things like, boy, I don't think I don't think there's a good bet to be made on the Minnesota Twins or on the Chicago White Sox. Two total losers that could only win half their games when they were playing for the division title. Hard to believe that they're going to do better the final week of the season now that they've um, completely punked out and, and collapsed at the end of the year. And if you're listening to this on Thursday, then you probably heard Fez on Thursday morning uh, doing the doing the, the breakdown for Thursday night football. So you want his takes on Thursday night football straight out of Vegas. AM is the place to get it right there where you're hearing this fine podcast. And like I said, next week it'll have its own home, which we will direct you to then. All right. That is going to do it for this week's. Whoa, whoa, oh, no best, I, yeah, no what best bets. What am I thinking? We've got to get to best bets. What do you got for us this week, Fez? I'm going to defer to RJ. This is RJ's best bet, but I, I go ahead and give it the stamp of approval. Now, people might be frustrated, but this is, this is illustrative of how professional gamblers bet. So, Scott, before the season started, 49ers, 10 wins. Ha! <laughs> With that joker and quarterback, I, I best betted San Fran under 10. Then... Eight days ago, San Francisco, Jimmy G is going to be the starter. I played best bet over nine and a half. Good middle, over nine and a half, under 10. Fast forward one week, that wasn't pretty. G, the first time I've seen a quarterback give up nine points in one play, <laughs> backs into his own end zone, then throws a pick six, okay? <laughs> the, the, the seven didn't count. The two did, giving up a safety, but he just looks completely wrong and off. And I'm I'm downgraded Jimmy G and certainly San Fran just losing the game alone means whatever their season win should have been last week we got to take a half game off because they, they face it they were favored in that game they lost .53 wins just by losing that game okay run the nine and a half down to nine um, no the the bookmakers kept it at nine and a half so you know what I'm getting rid of my over back. nine and a half I'm just buying I'm dumping it like a bad habit and I'm playing under nine and a half those two bets will cancel. RJ really likes it under nine and a half, and I'll keep sailing with my under ten and just pay the vig. And I got to tell you, I do this more than a lot of people. My opinion can change when in one week, and you know what? Two weeks from now, I might be coming in same play play San Fran over. But right now, San Fran under nine and a half. It's at Caesars, William Hill, best bet. Is this a worry that I know you don't like uh, the Cardinals? I know you don't like the Seahawks. And I don't think you like the Rams that much. It's funny how this this division the last couple of years has been one of the strongest in football. It, it, does, it, does it worry you that the division is so down? Nah, the Rams are doing fine. They're right right at expectation. Um, Hopkins has to come back at some point, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, yeah. But then you get late season Cliff. 
Yeah, it's true. If, Cl- <laughs> if if Cliff is still there, if he hasn't fallen off the cliff, right? Where where is he on like first coach to be fired? He's I got, think he's pretty safe. He, I mean, he's he's got to be top five still, though, right? I, but I don't know. I think I think he'll be all right, at least for the year. Uh, Seattle could, yeah. Seattle, you know, Seattle could be real bad. That's I mean, it's a good point. Seattle is. Um, I got four teams tied for the worst in the NFL. I don't think this has ever been the case. What parody at the bottom? Let me guess. Seahawks. Oh yeah. Texans. Oh sure. The Jets. Yep. Bears. You got them. All right. Scott, what's the worst team in the NFL right now? The Chicago Bears. The Bears off the off the phony win where they get the they, 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 the Bears they, are two and one. <laughs> you know, I just had a discussion on this. Uh, the, pe- people like come back at me. I'm like, I I, re- I said I really don't pay much attention to win losses. You know, if I, if you wanted that, you could go to ESPN or Yahoo's like. Um, uh, power ratings where like the best the, the, they the, the the top teams are all three and zero, and then they go and they rank the two and one teams, and then they rank the one and two teams. But um, no, the ratings the ratings are independent of what the win loss records are. Yes. All right. Well, that will do it for another episode of the Fezic Focus Podcast. Thanks to Scott Seinberg for sitting in with us. Thanks to Steve Fezic as always, and thanks to you guys for listening. Remember, go to pregame.com. Use that code YPP. Two zero get twenty percent off anything at pregame.com and we will talk to you guys next week. Yeah.